0: The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio.
1: Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation, get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hey, what's happening? Welcome to uh, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. If you want to join the show, you can also catch periodically on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I got to tell you something about that coming up here in just a moment. Those, those things are going to change here in a little bit, so I'll, I'll give you the updates on that. Uh if you miss any part of the show, you can go out to our website, excuse me, you can go out to our podcast platform, whatever one you use and download uh the show, just search for Black Focus Radio. Okay? So that's how you do it. Oh, now let me quickly tell you about this. Um after this week, uh well, let me do this. Let me go ahead and speak to my co host. Now do your thing. Do your thing. Hey, hey you co host. Do you think, player? Uh, But after this week, uh, Black Focus Radio is going to be absent for a month. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not doing the show any longer. What you will be hearing are previously recorded shows. We will not be doing any live programming for the entire month of August. Now, you probably say, well, why is that? Well, no, we're not going on vacation. It's really gonna benefit you guys a lot, okay? We are converting this studio into a radio slash TV station, okay? So the desk, if you've been in the studio, the desk kind of sits in the middle of the studio. It's gonna be moved. It's gonna be some different backgrounds and things of that nature because we're going to begin to broadcast Black Focus Radio and many of uh, the uh, JC Love Morning Show and many of the other shows that we have here on the the uh the network they're going to be broadcasted live via television signal okay
2: means I got to wear clothes every day
1: Yeah that means you you yeah don't yeah Jeez. uh yeah,
2: means yeah. I can't come in half naked like I
1: usually do. Yeah, that's right. And, and make sure that your your braids are in good shape and <sighs> yeah, stuff gotta, like that. Yeah, I gotta braid my hair. I can't. Yeah, well, it. if you can't braid it, I can braid it for you. Okay. Yeah, I pass play. Appreciate <laughs> you though. Good looking. <laughs> hey, at. I braided my daughter hair. So she loves it. Good looking okay. at. Good looking at. So, but now, and here's the other thing to that. Whereas that uh, we've been streaming a lot on um, uh, Facebook and some of the Uh, Social media sites We will no longer do that Now, that doesn't mean we don't have the capability to do it It's just that there's a reason behind Us no longer streaming uh, uh, Live on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of those What we will do is give you live look-ins On the show Now, you're saying, well, where can I go To look at you guys live? you'll have to go to joinetradio.com, okay? So in other words, all of our live programming will come through our website, and not through YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and any other of the other mediums that people use. Here's why we're doing that, okay? We are, if you haven't figured out, a radio station. And we make money being a radio station. So part of the way that we make money is that we show our advertisers the number of listeners that we have on any given moment. Now, we know we have a lot of people listening on Facebook and Twitter and all of those. All right? We need to convert you guys who listen on social media to go to the website and listen on the website. Now there are a lot of other technical jargon I could use, but I'm trying to make it as simplistic as possible. In order for us to be able to sell our show, sell this radio station, we need to have documented numbers so that when we go to an advertiser, here's what people, here's usually the first question a potential advertiser ask when we Do you we go. think
2: um do you think our listeners really give really care about what you're talking
1: about right now? They better because they're not gonna be able to listen to the show. Okay. And I can't believe you said that and right there there's the GM walking at you see how he looked at you when you said that? With, with his cowboy cup? You know, I don't know what your problem is. By the way, I told y'all I'm gonna get y'all some cowboy masks so y'all can't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what? It always amazes me how Raider fans talk trash. You know what I'm saying? A Raiders fan uh, of all y'all
0: ain't, y'all ain't even got a city right uh, now. What are you? Exactly. Hey, we got Vegas, baby. Yeah. Again, That's what Vegas. I'm talking about. Again. We got Vegas. Yeah. So what? 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 What did, what did Robert say about? What did he say? He said, "Do you think they really care about what you say?" They've given <laughs> this long, drawn out
2: speech about. This is I, why
1: I was told to do that by my boss. I
2: don't think <laughs> okay? so. I don't think he. I think he told you to tell everybody uh, if, we're going to be off for a month. If you not give him this long soliloquy, <laughs> if you would have
1: been on the, if this, you would have been on the Zoom chat last Friday. Oh, what, oh, that's know. what it
2: is. Okay. Oh, so hush. I don't think he said anything about this long soliloquy.
0: <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Uh oh, here we go. <sighs> What are, what are y'all talking about today, y'all?
1: Uh, well, we're
3: gonna
0: y'all talk staying about staying out of trouble. Good trouble. Yeah,
1: we, we, we be doing ahead, good we're doing good today. Gonna we're, do not gonna, we're not gonna get in trouble yeah, today. You won't be
2: getting any calls today. We promise. Yeah, okay.
1: we're gonna rehash the uh, conversation with Mike Poor. There's some more scary information that has right. come out about this COVID mm. thing. I was thinking about you, Robert. So mm. I thought this would, <laughs> 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 you know, there are more health officials saying schools in Little Rock, it's a disaster, dog. Yeah, it, it is. It,
0: it, it, it's a picture. dish. Why, why are we talking about this?
2: It's a disaster. I
0: don't understand. Listen, this is real simple. And I'm not that educated. So (laughs) here it is. is. You got a virus that thrives in, in settings that have people in close proximity. Right. Yep. So why are you going to bring people into close proximity? proximity? What are you doing? What I don't, I don't understand. And they're having their
1: board meetings online <laughs> on
0: Zoom. <laughs> what is that? What, I don't, I don't understand why we even talking about this. What, what is that? It makes no sense, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't
2: know. I mean, so there you go. We talked to Mike yesterday, and and honestly, i i le- i left the I left the interview with the feeling that Mike does not want to do it. Right? Of course he doesn't. But it's like he's got these other guys saying we got to do it yeah. <laughs> so he has <laughs> and no and choice and see, but to see, do it and
0: here's the deal they they don't want to <laughs> do it but they they politically this has become a political football yeah and and you know he, and i've i've noticed this and this is a strange kind of thing but i've noticed this even with some uh you know with the white evangelicals mhm you know they're 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 conservative and they're gonna support trump no matter what right so what's happening is white evangelicals are having church a lot of those white yeah churches are yeah. having church The black have- churches are not no but the white the churches white churches are. are so those brothers who are associated with those white pastors are the ones that's trying to argue to us you know we, we got to stop Walking around being afraid, and I said, this ain't got nothing to do with fear. <laughs> it ain't got to do with health. It ain't got to do with faith. It no. ain't got to do with education. It's about this death. Is, it's about health. Health, and, health, health and death. You know. And so I told one guy just today, if you got um, the flu, and your doctor said uh, you feel okay, but you're contagious. Right. Stay. Don't home. go around people. Right. What are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna stay home with it. Same thing. <laughs> What are you, makes well, I, sense to me. I don't understand. It's just <laughs> it's it, it's not that it doesn't it doesn't take a rocket science.
2: No, test. no, no, uh, it doesn't. Well. But again, I think we're I think we are we are we are at a time where everybody's thinking. I mean, we're thinking about one thing, but yeah. everybody else is thinking about the economy. Yeah. I read a I read a crazy well, not a crazy, I read a great article last night about the about the current state of our dollar. Yeah. And it makes sense to me now why everybody wants us to go back in Cause yeah. we, to some degree, I mean, I we're understand being, the economic being, component we're being
0: of it. Clobbered right now, it's yeah. and it's no question about it. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I got a business. Let me tell y'all. I'll share this with you. I think I shared it on my Zoom. The last contract I sold, last t- contract I sold for the radio station was in January. For a program that was coming in February. Right. I hadn't sold one since then. Yeah. Until June. I got started getting some stuff in June. Yeah. Nobody spending money. Six months of no income at all.
2: Nobody spending money. Yeah.
0: And and so, but everybody, so the point I'm making is everybody's hurting. Yeah. You know? All the way around. Yeah. Yeah. So, except you. Big money contractors Y'all always got some money I don't know who you're talking you, about you, If I find one I'll call it. and tell them to call you, <laughs> <It's laughs> you <over> Those <laughs> jokers always keep a stage, I'll, you know, I'll call and tell them yeah. to call you have a Let
1: me have a G man yeah. Oh man Is that all you need <laughs> yeah. That all you need? I don't
0: even fool around with that little bit. Hey, man, gonna, if I had a G, yeah. I would be here right yeah. now. If, you, <laughs> if you'd have asked me right for now. five
1: Gs, I'd have gave it to you. Yeah. But one, I ain't got that kind of. I ain't got that yeah, walk around money.
0: Kind of change. If I had, man.
2: If, if I, if yeah. I had it like that, I would not be here right now. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but
0: ex, ex, You know, back in the day, you know, you back, the, the back in the day, that dude on the street, you said, man, <laughs> you got change for five. Oh, five dollars is a change, young blood. That's that's how he is about a G doc. G, that's how all you need, man. I don't even go to the no, bank for sir. that. That's a jump change.
2: No sir. Yeah. no sir. No sir. No sir. I like that. I appreciate y'all pumping me up like that, though. I do. I really appreciate it.
1: But anyway, before I was rudely interrupted. <coughs> yeah, please give us uh, more. <coughs> the fact of the matter is that. Uh, <laughs> we need you all to start preparing yourselves to go to the website and listen to and watch our programming from this after this month. This is our last week. Uh, we won't be on, like I said, for the entire month of August, and then we'll go from there. Okay. All right. So, since uh, let me introduce my co-host Robert Webb. What's up, Black? Nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's like a little smart
1: text, you I'm know just, that, right? I was, uh, look, I don't that's text like smart. That's like a little smart text. I, would, I don't text smart. Yeah, that's like know. a little smart. I, um, I can't say it on the same. We need to do black facts. We didn't do one yesterday because we had Mike Poor. Yeah, Mike Poor uh, messed it up. So I'm going to let Shannon Sharp do our black facts Uh-oh. for today. Uh-oh. Okay? I know what you're bringing. Because Shannon has been on a tear as of late, and- <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't a big Shannon Sharpe fan I wasn't while he played for the, the Denver Broncos. In fact, I hated him. And part of that is I'm a Raider fan, okay? But I'm going to tell you, Shannon has been bringing it. And uh, this was on the Fox News. Um, well, not Fox News, but their ESPN. S- their sports channel. Which is FS One. Oh, okay. So it's not on ESPN. No. Is he doing is, another show? Oh, he's doing that show with Skip Bayless. He right? does the show with Skip Bayless. Okay. So you will hear Skip Bayless talk a little bit. Uh, is as it well. undisputed? Uh, undisputed. is the name of it. I I, 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 don't. Only time I ever watch it because I don't. I don't give Fox programming much uh, credence at all unless it's a live game or, well, and that's the only time. But I do catch Shannon Sharp. Periodically, and Shannon makes some excellent, excellent points. Well, they
2: did by Jason Whitlock, so I can give him some love.
1: And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, um, uh, so let's just listen to this. So here's our Black Factor of the day
0: Dynamic Black Facts Our culture, our history, our people.
3: Real. About America. And try to have an open and honest dialogue conversation with white America. Yep. Then it would go to the fact, it would tear down the very foundation, the very fabric in which they said America was built on. America was not built on freedom. America was built on racism. And the backbone, the lifeblood, the -hmm. economy of America was built on the backs of slaves. That is fact. Yep. And racism is so ingrained in America. Because, Skip, from the very first time when you brought those slaves over in 1619... You had someone to look down on. You robbed him of his given name. You robbed him of his dignity. You robbed him of his humanity. Mm-hmm. You told him he was less than. You treated him as less than. And then somehow you say what? Mm-hmm. That America is what? America is how? He never he never received that. You got two hundred and fifty years of free labor. Yep. Two fifty. Because Skip, let me tell you how this works, Skip. Mm-hmm. When you hire someone to do something, either you can't do the job or you don't want to do the job. So which is it? So as America was thriving, mm-hmm. who was doing the work? The workers, it wasn't you. Mm. Not only were they working in the field, they were taking care of your kids before they could take care of their own. Mm. So this, this notion that America, will huh? white people, did, we did all this. No, you didn't. Skip. And, 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 and then you have to look. The greatest purveyor, of racism and violence is American white man. No race of people have suffered more on American soil than the black. No one to this day. Mm. So you had 250. I mean, you, you could argue the Native Americans. The, 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 but Skip. Yeah. They weren't enslaved for 250. No, no they were not. Now, they, it, they were just murdered often we, and ta- their homes taken from but we That's no. what I happened got up. I got it. And I'm just like, saying, fraud on balance. Yeah. Yes. And the thing was, Skip. And they still did it. And they did it. See, guess what they did? So they've been stealing and looting since the inception of America. True. So when you talk openly and honestly Mm -hmm. about how what they did to the American black, and they was like, oh, get over that. That was so long ago. That's ingrained. Mm. Years and years, Skip, where you don't have any income. So great grandfathers had sons and sons and sons that had nothing. They had no wealth. While they were passing it down from generation to generation, he was a slave owner. His son was a slave owner. His son became a slave owner. Mm -hmm. His son became a slave owner. You see how that wealth kept going down the line? Mm -hmm. Well, we were having to start from scratch and skip because, you know, you couldn't read. A lot of these guys, they couldn't read. And if they caught you reading, they beat you or they killed you. Mm -hmm. So it was it took us a long time. And those were the one happened to be the few that overcame. Yep. So if we have open and honest conversation about what America is and how America came to be, how do you tell the story without telling about the American slave and his significant role in American history? Mm. But they'll tell you about George Washington. Mm. They'll te- George Washington had slaves. They'll tell you about Thomas Jefferson. He owned slaves too, but he wrote the decoration. You see, Skip? But he wrote the decoration of independence. What about the slaves that he had? Mm. What about that? He slaves? even had kids with him. Uh, mm. Yeah, and that wasn't by choice. Stanley mm. him was 14 years old. Yep. So in other words, and he took across mm. state lines no, and across the east no, for no. immoral purposes. Mm. But that's, Skip, out. I don't want to get too far into that. But you know what I'm talking about. Mm. I so do. if we tell the story of America in its totality, truthfully, honestly, white America can't deal with that, Skip. Mm. Because they want to feel that we discovered it because we wanted a better way of life and we yada, yada, yada. But that's not it. Mm. And so you're going to have to rewrite history. All those history books will have to be burned. Instead of, instead of sidebars and footnotes, the Amer- African-American would have to feature be featured very prominently. And I don't know if America really wants to do that. Mm. I really don't. Have you ever sat down and had a conversation with a white man about race relations like you just no, had because any time we talk about race, the first day they talk about, well, Sheldon, what about the black-on-black crime? Mm. What about the violence in Chicago? You mm. see, it's always, Skip, I got to shift it. I don't want to talk about, uh, let's talk about this head on. Let's yeah. talk about what you did, how you robbed and mm-hmm. pillaged and looted Native Americans of their mm-hmm. land, and how you enslaved, brought men and women to 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 cultivate this land, to grow. The, Skip, cooking. Who did all the cooking? Mm-hmm. Miss Mary ain't do no cooking. Mm. Who took care of the kids? She ain't take care of no kids. Mm. So, man, stop this. If, if you're going to tell the story, we're going to have to tell it in a totality, Skip, yep. but we'll have to tell it honestly. Mm. And Skip, that's that's 400 years. That's too much history. You're over 401 years. You don't really want to rewrite that kind mm-hmm. of history. So what-
0: Listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people. On
1: And if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, <laughs> give me a call at 615-5540568. I'm telling you, you're going to want to sponsor us once we get this new television station in, folks. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, look, I, my hands are not on it, so other people are doing it, so all I can do is sit back and wait and see what happens. But we are looking forward to that change, uh, that's for sure, okay? This is going to launch us into the 21st century as it relates to where social media and media broadcast are going in this day and time. Now, just quickly about Shannon Sharp and what he just talked about on that black fact. And there were so many things that he addressed. And as he said, this is an an uncomfortable truth. And this is what's going on in the minds of many white Americans right now. Because, see, when you tell a lie, then you've got to keep telling lies to cover up the original lie. And America told a lot of lies at her inception that was promulgated by the system itself. And now, thanks to history, thanks to the Internet, thanks for people being vigilant and on the call, now those lies are beginning to wither. Those lies that America told years ago are are not standing up to the scrutiny that truth tends to bring. And many white men are apoplectic. They don't know how to handle it. They are scared to death that their lies will now be exposed. They're worried. Aren't you Tom Cotton? You see that was the whole notion behind Tom cotton going after the sixteen nineteen project because the lies that they're going they've been telling are now beginning to wither underlying vines, and they can't stop it. they don't know what to do nor do they know what to say so when what what typically happens when you catch someone in a lie? They do it's 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 fight or flight. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when you're being chased. You know the 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 psychological response is typically fight or flight. That means you're going to fight when that person is chasing you and stand your ground or you're going to run, which is your flight. So what is happening now? in the psychological ecosystem of the minds of so many of these people who bought and swallowed the, the, the hook, line, and sinker and the poll about white supremacy, now they want to fight because they know their lies are falling apart. Enter Tom Cotton and his ignorance. How can you write all men are created equal when you have slaves, Thomas Jefferson? How can you write that all men are created equal when you're raping a 14-year-old girl? And you know, the other day, I was on social media, and there was a black guy who had to, the nerves to try and justify what Thomas Jefferson was doing. You know what he said? He said, you know, times then were different than they are now. He says, you know, a lot of people were getting married and having families at 14 and 15 years old back in the day. He even went on to say that, you know, my grandmother and grandfather, uh, my grandmother was 15 when she got married and my grandfather was 21. Okay, the difference is your grandmother was not a slave and was not being raped by her master. See, Sally Hemings was being raped and was bearing children by her master. And by the way, she was a cousin to the wife of Thomas Jefferson. Hello. That's our black fact for today. 855-525-5683 is the number. Appreciate everybody watching the show today. We Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Of course, you know, we left yesterday. Both Robin and I, with some concerns as it related to COVID-19 and whether or not you should send your child to school. And you heard me read from the pulmonary um, um, therapist yesterday, and they're stating how it's going to be a disaster Arkansas is walking into a disaster if they have school. And you juxtapose that with what the superintendent of schools said yesterday as it relates to they don't have a plan, then it it should concern all of us that we are headed for a disaster as it relates to the Little Rock school system, okay? We are headed in that direction. You all understand that. So today, because the hits just keep on coming with Arkansas, then you throw in your boy Tom Cotton, what else can you do? You know, I, I just like to make this qualification real fast. Yeah. That he was educated at Harvard. That does not mean anything about Arkansans. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, he got his education at Harvard and in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, I'm just saying. Don't mean anything else about all, all of us, us us real Arkansans. I'm just saying that. But now there's another story that has come out. Let me just read the title to you. And it's funny because I, I for the first time, felt like Robert Webb the stalwart, the rock. <laughs> You're funny. Yesterday he was a little shaken. I was a lot shaken. I, I, I could tell he I was, was shaken. So when I saw this it's story, it's
2: safer to send your kid to the casino <laughs> than it is to send school. I mean, seriously, when you go in the casino in Hot Springs, mm. they take your temperature and they give you a mask, mm. and if you got a fever, you can't come in.
1: It's safer to go to the casino than go to a public school. You been you been in a casino lately? Not lately, How but do I you know I, that.
2: Not lately, but I've heard that you, they take you your temperature. You know somebody who knows somebody. I okay. know somebody who knows somebody. But yeah. they take your temperature when you go in the casino, but they're not gonna take your temperature when you get on the bus or when you go into mm-hmm. a school building. I mean, come on, man. What the hell? Yeah. Who does that?
1: Okay, so here's I the mean, title. I,
2: this what, what would what would really irritate me and what would make me th- it would really make me think Do they really care about the kids? No, I mean, they don't. You, I mean you got to go to go to a casino. To go to a casino. You, they got to check your temp. But to go to a public school, they don't. You just walk up in there. Mm-hmm. Feel free. If you want a man mask, okay, go ahead. It's optional. Yep. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. now no no shots at Mike cuz I know he has no control over that, but I want him I want to make the point. That you got stricter regulations going to the casino than you do going to a, going to a, going to a casino, man. You can go to a public yeah. school now. Again, Dave, what makes me what makes me curious? It makes me. It just makes me ask the question. I have to ask the question. Unfortunately, do they really care about these black kids? Because the district is majority black. Do they really care about these black kids? Are they putting other measures in different different school districts? Are they putting those measures in place where they're taking a temp before they come in? If they are, I'm kind of pissed off now. I'm angry now. Now I'm looking at somebody because I need to have a conversation because that just makes no sense. Makes
1: no sense at all. Can I, I digress. Can I, can I read the article? Please, now? read the article. Okay. Infectious disease experts believe schools will be the epicenter for the spread of COVID-19 this fall. By the way, this is from KTHV Channel 11, all right? The decision on whether to send kids back to school or not is weighing on every parent's mind as they start the new school year. Governor Ron DeSantis is pushing for students to get back to school and in the classroom, telling parents, there's no need to be concerned. Now, by the way, (laughs) Governor Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida, and his state right now is a nuclear waste site right now, if there's such a thing relating to COVID-19. But don't be. Okay, so don't listen to this fool, all right? Here's what he says. He says, our kids are at the least risk of this virus and much lower risk than they are from seasonal influenza. Did he just go there? Our kids also play the smallest mm. role in the transmission of the virus. Now I'm going to tell you all again. Stop listening to these politicians because they are not epidemiologists and infectious disease uh, PhDs. Because clearly, the the proof is in the pudding for Ron DeSantis and Florida. Clearly. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, and he would be willing to sacrifice your kids in order to to grovel at the feet of Donald Trump. I continue. We're not, but infectious disease experts say reopening brick and mortar schools won't help stop the spread of COVID-19. We're not where we should be with our kids going back to school. I think a lot of people are thinking maybe if we give two, give two more weeks, we're actually going to see an improvement with COVID, but we haven't seen an improvement in several weeks, according to Dr. Jill Roberts with the University of South Florida. I'm not sure that that's going to give us the window we really need. My additional concern of that is that's actually pushing us closer to flu season. The full picture hasn't been painted yet, Dr. Roberts says. Not enough kids have been tested and those that have are severe. As a parent herself, she also has difficulty, a difficult decision to make. My husband and I both know she's probably going to get infected and she's probably going to bring it home. So that's that's gonna cause problems for us as well there is no easy decision for anything or anybody here to make it's all hard across the board come fall she says school could be the epicenter of community transmission coronavirus spreads such so much easier than influenza does there is no way that the schools don't end up becoming a center for this I would be shocked if we make it very long through the semester before they go back to online learning, according to Dr. Roberts. As your kids go back to school, you'll want to keep an extra close eye on their health, Dr. Roberts recommends, taking their temperature often and making sure they don't have any symptoms. So that's a doctor again So, again, look, I'm, I, I count my blessings every day that my kids are grown and I don't have kids in school. But if I were you, you wouldn't have kids in school either. I'm just saying. So, did you hear what happened to the Miami Marlins yesterday? Did you hear what happened to them? Yeah, was the whole team infected? 14 of the people on their team are infected. They were playing in Philadelphia. They have been quarantined in Philadelphia. They are going to have to now test all of the Philadelphia team and personnel, plus the Marlins, and potentially any games going further are probably going to be canceled. Now, even Major League Baseball Although they haven't heard say it the c word, it's on the agenda. Uh, um, NBA started what last night? Yeah, but they the difference in the NBA is allegedly all of their players are quarantined. They're in a bubble. They don't get to leave. Whereas Major League Baseball, they've got to fly from city to city, whomever they play. Right. Okay. On an airplane. You know what Dr. Fauci said last week? What? He said, there are two places that I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't go right now. You know what they were? Were An airplane and a bar and a restaurant. Bars and restaurants. <clears throat> That's what Dr. Fauci said. Okay? So, even if the Marlins can fly from place to place, the potential of them contracting the virus, carrying the virus, is high.
2: Again, my friend, how and what country do you send kids back to school in this in this element? There are quite but, a few but countries. But, let, that but I, let's but let's let's have this conversation though. I, I got a I got a I got a text from a from a listener that North Little Rock is using thermometers to check their kids as they come in. And it, it makes me go back and ask the question again. Someone somewhere does not care about those kids in the Little Rock School District. Why
1: do they not care about those black and brown bodies? Why? Well, think about it. Why? Did they not take millions of dollars from public education and give them to the private education? They did. So have we been in, an, in, a, in a quad decade long fight to make sure that public schools are funded properly? we have and does that is that a a annual fight year in and year out and even now public schools are not being funded even now properly so and the biggest argument was that schools that are in predominantly more affluent areas will be getting different types of prevent prevent measures prevention measures than schools that are in Inner city areas. You heard yesterday. This is the the superintendent. He couldn't give parents any any guarantees. Who um, Mike Poor? Mike Poor. He couldn't give any guarantees that their children are gonna be protected. No, he he couldn't offer any.
2: So I I just googled the uh, thermostat, the thermometers. So the non-contact thermometers. Infrared digital thermometers. Uh, they have here, they're $59. $59 for one. So 60 bucks without tax. Mm-hmm. And you have what, 38 schools? Because mm-hmm. no, let me see, they have 46 before. So they closed what, three? Mm.
1: Just round it off to 40. Okay. So you're talking $2,000. Per per school for one thermometer, twenty four hundred bucks for one. Okay, and if you bought
2: ten for ten for each school, that only goes to twenty four thousand dollars. You're telling me that black kids are not worth twenty four thousand dollars?
1: No, They're I don't not.
2: understand. I don't understand this.
1: I really don't. Well, here here's my thing about it. See, we can come on this show and talk about this until we're blue in the face, but until parents. See, here's what parents have done. I think parents have acquiesced to the fact that okay, they got to go back to school. What the hell?
2: I think parents are like anybody else, right? We have we we feel that we have people in positions of power who are looking out for our best interests.
1: You cannot believe that and if you are a black unfortunately,
2: parent. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we're finding out now that that's not the case. That they are not looking out for our best interest because
1: you cannot believe that if you're a black parent, you
2: can't tell me that a that twenty four thousand dollars, even fifty thousand dollars for but that's
1: that's that's one thermometer. Well,
2: even if you twenty five hundred dollars would be for hundred what a hundred thermometer, you just double that price. That's for one at every school. So
1: excuse me. So what
2: are you gonna put two at every school? You could put ten at every school for twenty what for twenty five thousand, right? Because if it's twenty four hundred for one. Well, that'd be twenty. So it, it's going it, to be a lot more. A little than bit that. more, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much the cost is. If my kid is going to go to a school, I want you to put all the precautions in place to make sure my kid's safe when he walks in that building.
1: But now, are, however, are you as a parent? And I'm saying that because you are a parent with a kid in school. I already said it, my kid's. Are not going you to school. raising that? Are you raising that hell? No, because my kids. I'm because going to school. what did he say yesterday? Was it forty nine percent? 50, it was 5149. 51 that's going to actually go to school?
2: That we're talking about being in, in person, in person, in person, and 49 virtual.
1: And there are what, 23,000? He, he said there were 8,000 Only
2: 13,000 had replied.
1: Right. So you're looking at virtually half. So if, if the numbers bear out, you tend to believe when those 8,000 eventually reply, that those numbers will still stay about the same. Half. So you're talking Should about be. you're talking about what eleven and a half thousand kids who are going to be in school, and you got to remember on a regular. basis. You got to remember,
2: you and I, we're having a conversation, and our conversation is somewhat based on logic, right? Right. Or emotion. The conversation that these other guys are having is all economic for them, and, mm. I, and don't get me wrong, I understand it. However, we don't. Because we don't understand that. We, we're not looking at the economics. We're looking at our kid. And no, the we understand the, e- the
1: economic economic argument. But the logical argument is that you don't know what the hell's going on with this virus. So logic dictates that we don't have school. I'm, Dave, That's the logical again, argument.
2: Again, I'm not disagreeing with you. But like I said, everybody else who's saying we got to start school back, we got to start back our economy, we got to start moving around again, we got to come out of lockdown – Yes, these people are looking through oh. a totally different. They're looking
1: through a totally different lens than we are. Yeah, because they are benefiting. They're worried about their bottom line. They're not worrying about life. And well, not only that, day, but if when you- little Johnny gets sick or little Sally gets sick, and I can't sue the school district, mm-hmm. are you going to be there? Are you going to help me bury her or him? Or it may not be little Johnny or little Sally. It might be little Johnny or little Sally who's the germ carrier that gets Mimo sick. You you are preaching to the choir right now, but again,
2: on the flip side, there's a whole other. I ain't sending my child to school. You ain't got to understand no way. There's a whole separate entity here. There's a whole separate. There's a whole separate. Uh, conversation going on somewhere else that we're not having here because we're not talking about the impact of the economy we're not talking about the the degradation of the dollar i mean there's a lot of things that we're not having a conversation about and, and that and as you remember by way goes the american economy by way everybody else's economy goes so the the impact i understand what they're saying about yeah we got to do all these things so but let me
1: ask you a question sure if we use that economy argument who are the people that are mainly supposed to be concerned about the economy?
2: We all should be concerned about the economy. But, I,
1: don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Well, theoretically, the people who are mainly concerned about the economy are, and I'll go in order, President, Congress, right? Mm-hmm. Business owners, mm-hmm. they are the ones that should mainly be concerned about the economy. No, we should all be well, concerned well, well, about well, the economy. Listen, well, we... we we all contribute to the economy but there's those people are the are the manipulators per se of the american economy for instance giving money to to uh uh to the stock market to keep it from crashing giving money to farmers and all to keep them from going becoming insolvent all of those things those people that I named are mainly responsible for propping up this economy we all participate so If that's the case, then why weren't those people concerned about the economy back in February and in March? Why weren't those people concerned about the economy then? So now you want to come to these parents and say, oh, we got to use your kids as guinea pigs because we got to be concerned about the economy. Yet, before we even got to this stage, y'all asses weren't concerned about the economy then. So now you want the American people to be concerned about the economy and literally sacrifice friends and family members alike for your economy that the majority of the American people don't benefit from, who, can't, who don't get a living wage, who don't get time off, The majority of the people that are suffering from COVID-19, I think the number was 80% of the people suffering from COVID-19 are essential workers. Mm -hmm. Those are people who can't miss jobs. Okay. Those are people who can't go to work. Okay, I'm those not, are people who got to go. So now you're Dave, telling me that we're already we're already sacrificing our lives. Dave, now you want me to sacrifice my kids' Dave, lives? Listen,
2: I, Dave, I'm not trying to say I disagree with you, brother. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is there's an economic component
1: to this. I don't when care. I even have a
2: conversation about. It. Don't
1: why? The because only I think the only important. conversation I want to have if I'm a parent is about my babies. I understand
3: that. That's about my Dad.
2: family. I understand that, but hold I on, hold on about,
3: I don't give a I damn. I got you. I don't I give got a got damn you. about your economic conversation. I got like you.
2: you. I got you. But let's go back and let's talk about the, splenish, the Spanish flu in 1918. Mm-hmm. And then let's fast forward to the crash of the stock market in 1919 mm-hmm. and the impact that had moving forward. Dave, if this thing happens the way it did in 1919, Dave, we're in trouble because we know it's going to have a deleterious impact on black folks in particular, Right? So how are we not even having this conversation? Black folks been po' all day long. Yes, but again, Dave, we're talking about' hold on one second hold on one second second we're talking we're talking something totally different here. We're talking about if you if you have read anything about the crash of 1919 and how it impacted I mean it impacted everything mm-hmm. right and that was just from the Spanish flu That was the Spanish flu mm-hmm. in 1918 Dave. Mm-hmm. And in 1919, our stock market crashed. Mm-hmm. Everything shut down. People pulled money out of banks. I mean, the whole thing went crazy, right? If uh, that happens now, that yeah. has a worse impact on Black folks than anybody else, Dave. That hits us harder than
1: anybody else. Uh, one uh, uh, Latanya says, "Robert, we don't give a damn about the economy."
2: I understand that, but we can't think that way.
1: We have to think. We have to think.
2: We have to be able to think dually about our families as well as the economy because those, two, those things
1: are important. No, I'm going to think about my family first. Okay, so let me ask you this. You lose your job, how the hell are you going to feed your family? Uh, well, we'll have to get by. There's gardens. I'll become a vegetarian dave it is but, irresponsible but, to but, talk but, like that that but, is, irresponsible. But I that for, is I, irresponsible i know that is physically irresponsible for a fact that, that I'm is not, physically that's physical, that physi- send my child, that is fiscal irresponsibility I am right not there. going to send my child out into the wilderness. this is why to we as black folk,
2: this is why we as black folks always end up in trouble because mm-hmm. we are always it ain't just black folks we're always thinking this. on one street listen I'm not disagreeing with anybody am i saying our families are, are unimportant no no. I'm saying our families are very important, but also being able to feed them is even more important, mm-hmm. right? Be able to feed them and, and mm-hmm. house them and clothe them is even more important. And mm-hmm. right now we're in a very we're in a very
1: we're in a very 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 difficult place. Are you more afraid about a stock market crash or are you more afraid of contracting coronavirus and dying?
2: Well, you can die of starvation. You can die from other things if you if you lose you if you lose your heart.
1: You just Republican you just Republican pub, pub, Republicanated me. Are you more afraid of the stock market crashing, or are you more afraid of your son, Ryan, contracting the disease and and dying? First and foremost, Ryan won't be in school, you, so that sir, is not you, my concern. You just republican. No, I'm not. I'm answering your question. You just
2: republican. Did, did you want a yes or no answer? I'm answering your question. Will okay. you allow me to answer your question, yes or no? Thank you, sir. First off, Ryan will not be in school. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. He won't be in school. Secondly, the economy is important. And we should be
1: thinking about that because that is that is an issue. Are you? I'm gonna ask the question again. What's okay. that? By the way, Tony said you can't feed the dead. Uh, I agree with you, Tony. All right, Tony, you're talking trash uh, today. Everybody, everybody <laughs> got their trash talk on. But are you more afraid of Ryan going to school and contracting the virus and and potentially dying, or the stock market crashing? That's a simple question. I can't answer that because Ron's not going to school. I can't answer that one, Dave. You can answer that, Robert. Don't, don't, okay. don't, don't, don't. If go Ron th- was going to school, okay. would I be concerned? Of course I would. But okay. he ain't, that ain't happening. So let me ask you a question because the fact that he isn't going to school, Robert Webb, is, is because your fear. Come on, man! Oh, okay, okay. Oh. If
2: you, you want to, if you yeah, okay. If that's the way you take oh, it, that's gosh. so be it. I don't think it's fear. I well, okay, think it's, I why, why is he going to school? I think it's more of a precaution. I want, to, I want to make sure. A precaution okay, is fear. a potential
1: fear. Okay, Dave. If you want to be fear, fear it is. I give you fear. I give you fear. I'll give you fear. you, can, have fear. you me, can have fear. Don't try to Republicanate me, You can have fear, Dave. You can have fear. So if you're concerned about your own son going to school. Don't come on this show talking about economy. Oh, oh you know you no, see no. economy, I, stupid. No, yeah. the point I want to make you, here. You go back to the to point 1929 I want to make here. Nineteen twenty nine when yes. when the locusts came and and, and killed well, everybody. Well, it wasn't locusts. It was a Spanish flu. It was a and, Spanish flu. Took away all the firstborn kids.
2: Okay, it was a Spanish flu. My point is, you're really funny. My point is, am I saying that we should send our kids back to school? No, I'm not saying we should send our kids back to school, but I'm also saying we should also be conscious of the economy. We should also be conscious of that because that's important, Dave. Eh? Just to break it down, we already have companies now who are who are terminating people or firing them from their jobs and closing up shop. We already have that happening. Yeah, we do. We already have it happening. A
1: lot of restaurants are going out of, of business. A lot of restaurants are going out of business. Yep. So if we start looking
2: at other companies who start mm-hmm. to do the same thing, because of because of uh, because these industries aren't back in play, then Dave, that impacts black folks as well. So this what all impacts. So folks. what should we do, man? Now, t- honestly, that's a scary one for me. That's a it's a tough question to answer. Honestly, now, do I believe that we need to we need to find a way to restart our economy? I do believe that. The how the how is the thing that escapes me. The how because I know it's important that we do it. I mean everything I've read about the everything I read about the 1919 crash of the stock market and what and what followed. I mean, yeah, man. That's that's tough. So what should we do? <sighs> that's tough, Dave. You know, it's 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 hard to answer that, man. It's hard for me to answer that one. It's hard for me to answer that one. But I know one thing we need to do, one thing that should be done is we have to we have to get money into our economy. Mm.
1: So maybe that billion, those trillions of dollars that we're paying Israel, maybe we need to stop paying them and make sure that we send that money to our economy.
2: People stop texting me. Uh, probably. What are
1: they texting?
2: Somebody, you still want you still want answer the question? He no no he hasn't. I said my son no my son. What am I more fearful of? I am more fearful of my son going to school. Of course. Why would you Why would you
1: not say that? I just noticed my beard really looks sexy on on Facebook. You got some serious issues. It play. does it's got a little wave in it. I just you noticed got that. issues. You got issues. See, my my point is this, and you know, and and I understand the economy argument. You know, but at the end of the day, if there is no people, there is no economy. Okay, if people have fear, because when you go back and you you keep referencing the stock market crash. In the early 1900s, when you go back and look at it, part of the reason that the crash occurred was because of the run on the banks. Now, those there have been mechanisms put in place to keep that from happening as far as a run on the banks. But that's in part when you really look at it. The run on the banks in the 1920s is what caused the market because that would that took all of that money out of circulation, okay? It wasn't just so, that, though. It wasn't just the run on banks. It, it wasn't the... It, it wasn't just... It, it that wasn't, was a part of it. That's, that, was a, but, that was part of it. But the nail in the coffin, according to what economists, when they talk about that, was the run on the banks. It wasn't the main thing. But when people decided that, hey, I want my money, that's when it solidified, and there was a, 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 a point of no return. So I understand that, but there have been mechanisms put into place today to keep that run on the banks from causing a crash. But if, even with that being said, you have to deal with people's fear. And it just ain't black people who are in fear, it's white people too. And right now, there is a healthy fear out there that—and and, and then what's making it even worse is that when you look at some of the polling, more and more people are beginning to understand that this administration does not have a plan to combat this virus. Here's their plan. It's going to go—it's just 15 people. It's going to go away. Oh, you can take some bleach, it's going to go away. Oh, you can stick lights up your butt, it's going to go away. That's their plan.
2: Laissez-faire, right?
1: They have no plan. Laissez-faire, right? Exactly. They have no plan. Again,
2: that's part of what happened. That's part of what happened to the to the crash of nineteen nineteen. Right.
1: Dave. They have no plan.
2: Again, that's part of what happened so, in nineteen nineteen. Dave, but, we are history is, de- so is is repeating itself. It may be. What followed that, okay. Dave? What followed that? If
1: I may finish my the point, the Great Depression. Right. Okay. That's good. But at the end of the day, people are a lot more intelligent today than they were then, and they are beginning to realize that this idiot and his cohorts including asa including including kemp including desantis and all of these republican governors have no plan they are living on a hope and a prayer and that's it and the bad thing about it donald trump living on a hope and a prayer is like the devil saying thank you jesus Because this man don't know anything about prayer. So what the American people are beginning to see is just that. So when you look at the polling data, the polling data is beginning to really shift to say that the American people understands that this president, this president is not going to get us out of this virus thing. Okay, let me let me when you let me know when you're finished. Okay. I'll be finished in about okay, let me twenty know twenty minutes. Okay. Okay. So Twenty minutes? Did you say twenty <laughs> minutes? Damn. What you damn <laughs> uh, he just I just he just skated on okay. You know I had to let that resonate. Uh, twenty yeah. minutes? What the <laughs> So but but the point I'm trying to make at this is that until you can do something. See, it would be different, Robert, if if we had the government who was actively trying to solve this problem, but we have a government who clearly has moved on to the next thing in their minds and that is the upcoming election. They don't give a damn about this virus. So what people are beginning to do is saying, every man for himself, I've got to do something that's going to protect my family. See, that's the problem with this. If the government was actively trying to do something, oh, well, we're gonna gonna quadruple testing, we're gonna make sure that everybody uh, can get to a doctor, whatever the case may be. This government has just moved on. They've said, virus be damned. They're the captain of the Titanic who have already hit the damn iceberg and water is up about the knees and they're saying, where y'all going? What y'all mean lifeboats? Get on back on this thing. We ain't, we ain't sinking. The American people understand that. So what is happening is that that fear is beginning to grow within the American public because of the government. I'm not disputing your economic issue. I'm just simply saying, what is happening is based on the lack of a cogent response from our government, and it is forcing people to develop a a a every man for himself, where every family for ourselves mentality. You know what I did yesterday? I went out and bought up a freezer full of meat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because this thing is about to hit again. Okay, I, I'm
2: not disagreeing, but my point is, as black folks, we are often we are often very emotional
1: about things. Oh like wait a this. minute, wait a minute. Tanya said I shouldn't let you talk to the next hour. Okay, so <laughs> this this thing. No, go on. I ain't thinking about you, Tanya. My
2: point is that we should be looking at the economics of this. We we should be because that's important. But this is this is what I want to read to y'all. This is what I want to read to y'all. Just just one thing, just just for you, just for my own edification, nobody else's. One of the key factors that, in, and I'm reading this from Encyclopedia.com. And let me get a little background. So when we started having this, what's convers-
1: an encyclopedia?
2: Yeah, they don't make those anymore. But when we start having these conversations about the economy, I went back and I wanted to do a little research. I wanted to just kind of have an idea of where we were and why we were and how that lo- how that looks as we move forward. So here we go. It says one of the key factors that influenced all other factors in the 1920s was the lack of national economic planning or any other substantial form of active government oversight in the economy. You just, Are you listening you, to you me? You just said hold on. Hold, on, hold on. Hold, on, hold on, The Republican administration... The Republican administrations of what, Warren G. Wh- Harding. Who were they again? Hold on, listen. Were they listen. Republican? History
1: repeat itself. Were just, they Republicans? Just listen for a second. Okay. Anytime we've had a major crash in the our Republican, economy, the Republicans the re- have been in charge. Okay. The Republican ahead.
2: administrations of Warren G. Harding served from 1921 to 1923. Mm-hmm. Calvin Coolidge served mm-hmm. 1923 to 1929. Mm-hmm. And Herbert Hoover served from 1929 to 1933. Embraced a laissez-faire philosophy. Laissez faire means being relatively free of government control or uh-huh. regulation. Uh-huh. These presidents did not plan nor did they attempt to regulate banking, stocks, bonds or other basic aspects of the economy. They also did not gather adequate st- adequate statistics that if analyzed would have highlighted growing problems in stock market and stock market investing, agriculture, international finance, and buildup of inventories and consumer goods. Now, this next piece I really want you to listen to. This next piece is really important. Can we
1: continue that next hour?
2: Because we're already four minutes past. Well, all right, hold on. Let me finish this and we can go to the four minutes. Because this is really important to hear. Because I've been talking to you about how hard it is to get appliances and that kind of thing, right? Man, so I, I
1: could go buy some. Uh,
2: I mean, y'all were talking about how hard it was to get deep freezers. So to so yeah. listen to this now, listen yeah. to this because we're we're already seeing this. We're already seeing the similarities of 1919. So just listen for a second. For much of the 1920s, the United States seemed prosperous. Many people were employed, and consumer goods, automobiles, appliances, furniture, and other commodities flowed out of factories faster than ever. That's not happening now, right? They're not flowing out faster than ever. The satisfaction of American workers was evident. By the decline in membership and significance of labor unions, a number of Americans were gripped with speculative with speculative fever. They invested in unseen real estate, uh, foreign currency and even stocks in new companies that had yet to manufacture a good. This speculation at such a high level was clearly unhealthy. When the stock market began to plummet, some confronted it, some confronted with disbelief. Others had already experienced depressed times. Besides lack of government involvement and, 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 over specific, and over speculation in stocks and real estate, other possible causes of the Great Depression have been drawn to include a widespread get-rich-quick mentality, overproduction, and low prices for farm products. And we told farmers not to work. Now, get, get all this now. This Bro, is all we coming in. A, we,
1: we, let's get this the next A belief. All right, Dave, fine. We'll, we'll get the next one. Fine, time. Day.
2: We'll, we'll, But But no. do you understand this? Do you understand what this is leading to? That that is res- that All this registers today. Man, do your thing before I, before I get up and take you outside.
0: <laughs> hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to being a game changer, an original, and to those who make it authentic. We say hello with the Founder Select Pizza, Old World pepperoni, sliced Italian sausage, mushrooms, on dough made fresh every day, and a sauce from the original Giomarco recipe. Hello to an old world original. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, Primo. We want people to know that we are taking the coronavirus serious. As we are aware that some states in the south have rising number of cases and deaths. We want everyone to know that we have virtual options of taking the 2020 census. So we want everyone to stay home, stay safe, stay healthy. For more information from the Census Bureau, go to census.gov. Brought to you by the BBRP Partner. Have you ever wondered why or how it's possible to grasp the musical scale and to play piano? Hi, this is Otis Richmond with the Richmond School
3: of Music. Are you ready to learn to play and sing? Text me now, 501-436-9691. 501-436-9691.
0: This powerful and anointed vessel invites you to be a part of the Richmond School of Music. Call today, 501-436-9691, and learn it all. The right way. The census count is meant to tell a social, economic, and demographic story of the United States population so that we can truly practice our democracy. Yet, many are unaware that in a few of the first counts, black people were considered only three fifths of a person in order to keep political power away from millions of enslaved people in the United States. Still today, many black communities have been significantly undercounted in the census process. Just one of the institutional acts that have led to our communities being severely underfunded in terms of public schooling, health care, and many more areas. This discriminatory counting in our census means that many wealthier white communities receive more than their fair share of those resources. It's time to take back necessary public resources for our people. Pledge to complete the 2020 Census today. Go to census2020.gov.
1: Hey, folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio, every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions,
3: our voices, on joinedradio.com. You got it in one of the
2: answer to your aggravation.
3: Oh, no, no, no. Joy
2: Network. Now, 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 now,
0: the views now, and opinions now. expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions using our voices on Black Focus Radio.
1: Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation, get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, Robert Webb, David Coleman, Black Focus Radio. We're running a little late today. Uh, kind of let time, you get into a good conversation and time just kind of runs up on you, and that's what it did with us, so I apologize for that. Uh, but uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, and we want to continue the conversation. And, and I know some of you all, you know, and I gave the example a couple of weeks ago is, you know it's clear that the american people aren't getting this thing as it relates to the virus right and repetition us constant this this is not a story that we can talk about it one day and yeah, move on move on right this and this is an evolving story that we have to talk about every day because this is literally life and death for your friends, my friends, your family members, and my family members. I cannot remember in, the, in my can, can time. Can I finish my article? I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you finish your article in just a moment. Are you going to let me? How, how yeah. wide of you? I, I, I just, I'm, I'm setting you up here, Robert. Okay. okay.
2: Bring me in. Bring I, me in,
1: dog. I, 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 I cannot remember in my time ever coming to a issue that was so so profoundly scary as what we're going through right now, okay? So it is important for us to make sure that we're keeping you informed and up in the know on things that are going on as it relates to this virus.
2: And whether you agree with them or not.
1: Exactly. And whether you agree, agree with Robert or not, okay? I mean, Dave. Will
2: you disagree with Dave? Or they what? all
1: agree with me, so and, and they so, should. But again, so Robert is Robert. We last cannot. Hour, okay, hang on. I'm. I'm. Okay. Can go, I ahead, the go ahead. Up? No, go ahead. Please, please set me up. Set me Gosh. up. Gosh. So last hour, Robert was uh, talking about the 1920 crash and some very salient points. I may may add. So let us continue with the article that he was reviewing. And then we'll have commentary after the fact. Okay. So, I'm trying to remember where I was. Uh, Others had already
2: experienced depressing times. Besides lack of government involvement and over-speculation in stocks and real estate, other possible causes of the Great Depression that have drawn attention include a widespread get-rich-quick mentality overproduction, low prices for farm production, a belief that national economies naturally decline in predictable patterns and a large gap in wealth between the rich and common citizens. Each of these possible causes will be explored below. One fact stands out. The big crash was a clear warning of deep national economic troubles. These problems continue to continue to worsen through 1932 and their effects stubbornly remained for another 10 years. So my point is, I understand everybody wanting to focus on this. And I'm not saying it's not important to focus on our kids. That is very important. But we also need to focus on this economy because at the end of the day, we still got to eat and we got to have a place to live. So we also need to be focused on the economy. And look at how that impacts us as a community, as black folks. Let's look at how that impacts us. So I know, Tanya, I know y'all going to disagree with me and I I don't care because I want y'all to have this for your mental, for your financial health. We need
1: this. We need to be focus on the economy, because it's going to impact us. We agree with that. Typically, the old saying, when America has the cold, black America has the flu. Well, in this case, okay. we're going to damn near die. So, well, we're damn near dying right now. That's the problem. Okay? So, here's what Fahim said. Robert, this, this economic crisis was caused by a pandemic Therefore, you cannot compare it to the Great Depression. Yes, you
2: can. It's the same thing. Okay,
1: It's the same exact thing. There's okay. I'm, no differences. I'm, I'm, I'm fi- let me okay. finish this comment. Right. Usually, during an economic downturn, you can pump money into the economy. However, none of these levers work when people are dying and getting sick. People are dying and getting sick. I know people who have died and know others who are recovering from COVID-19 all of whom worked. See, that's the point, is people who are working, they are catching this virus and they are dying at alarming rates. And usually once you catch it, you got about seven to 14 days whether you're gonna live or die. So that's the problem and until we are able to until people are able to feel somewhat i guess you could say somewhat okay then they're going to continue this man you you can't you 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 can't criticize people for their well for their their fears no and i'm this, not being critical don't and, think and, i'm and being critical is, at this all this is not fears that is based on innuendo or rumor or anything like this, all of us at this point now, I would think the majority of us I'll say know someone who has either been infected with COVID or has died from COVID. And and that and see that's what really that's where the rubber really meets the road. When you hear about it something bad happening and it's happening over yonder then you can say, oh, okay, yeah, that's bad, man, that's terrible, but that's over there. But see, this is happening right here in our own backyards, and when people are like that, this is, this is more than a healthy fear, and people are going to act upon those healthy fears. And you can make the argument about how important the economy is all you want, but black people ain't going out there and doing that if they can keep from. They're just not. Well, I'm not saying, and I'm it's just it's just not black people. But either, again,
2: so. I'm not saying anybody should go out and do anything. I am saying we should be conscious of the impact that this is going to have. But what does on that us. mean?
1: What if, if I'm am conscious of, of it at right now? But but just because I'm conscious of it, that doesn't mean that I'm gonna go out there and sacrifice my children. What does that mean to be what 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 comes out of that consciousness that that people should have as it relates to this?
2: Hold on. Cuz I think it's best just to read. Okay, here we go. So, this is it right here. This is this is my concern. Cuz like I said, when I research this, man, it just it, it just hit a, it just hit another nerve. Because I understand what y'all are saying and I'm not disagreeing with any I'm not disagreeing with anybody. Am I saying that we should, come, we should go out and start spending money. No, I am saying at least let's be conscious of what we have to look for because if we, can, if we know what's to come, we can prepare for it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying to go back out there and start living your life. I'm saying, listen, <laughs> let's start preparing for what's about to come because, hey, it's going to get worse before it gets better, all right? So this is what, this is what I want to give you all right here. The Great Depression impacted African-Americans for decades to come. Right, it spurred the rise of American activism, which led to the gr- which led to uh, the groundwork for the civil rights movement in the 1950s and 60s. The popularity of Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his New Deal program was also saw African Americans switch their political alliances to become a core part of the Democratic Party. But this is the thing: prior to the Great prior to the Great Depression, African Americans worked primarily in unskilled jobs. After the stock market crash of 1929. Those entry-level low-paying jobs either disappeared or were filled by whites in need of employment. According to the Library of Congress, the African-American unemployment rate in 1932 climbed to 50% in 1932, all right? What is it now? It's It's probably about the same thing, right? But my point here is, is it what happened? What happened? Because we were we were thinking about the now, and we were not preparing for the future. We are not even thinking about how it's going to look in ten years. Where are we going to be in ten years? Because that's what's important. Where will we be in ten years, and how will that look for Black folks in America after the pandemic? What will it look like? That's important. We need to be focused on that. We need to be having conversations about that now because we need to, we need a plan to move forward. I mean, I get what everybody's saying. I'm not saying we should. I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything to the contrary of what y'all saying, but I'm also, all I'm doing is I think we should add the economic component to it because that's going to impact us just as much, just as much. All right. So how do we add the economic component? We can start having conversations now about how we, how we move this forward. What do we, what do we want to see? Because if they're saying in 10 years, so this, this was in 1932, they're saying in 1932, the unemployment rate for blacks had climbed to 50% in 1932, right? That is, what is that? Uh, 13 years, 11 years after the pandemic, 14 years after the pandemic, right? So 14 years later, this is the shape we were in. We already know how this impacts black folks. We already know black folks, uh, what our net worth is what? Uh, White people's net worth is what? 20, 100 times more than ours? We already know these things. What are we doing now to look forward, to say, okay, in 12 years, this is where we're gonna be, what do we need to do? Now, some of us are saying, well, I'm gonna be retired, so I don't care. But still, what are we gonna do? Because a lot of us won't be retired. How do we look? How do we look forward? How do we fast forward? How do we we fast forward that? How do we start focusing on that? Because that's important. Now, I'm gonna give y'all this last piece. It says, black unemployment rise in the South were double or even triple that of the white population. In Atlanta, nearly 70% of black workers were jobless. In 1934, in cities across the North, approximately 25% of white workers were unemployed in 1932, 25%. While the jobless rates among African-Americans topped 50% in Chicago, Pittsburgh, 60% in Philadelphia and Detroit, during the Great Depression, hundreds of thousands of African-American sharecroppers who fell into debt joined the Great Migration from the rural South to the urban North, according to Greenberg, by 1940, 1,750,000 one hundred and one, one uh, uh, 1,750,000 1, African-Americans had moved from the South to cities in the North and West. African-Americans, um, from the Great Depression's earliest days, African-Americans mobilized to protest for, for greater economic, social, and political rights. In 1929, the Chicago Whoop editor, Joseph Bibb, organized boycotts of city department stores that refused to hire African-Americans, the grassroots protests against racially discriminatory hiring practices worked, resulting in the employment of 2,000 African-Americans. The don't-buy-where-you-can't-work boycott pickets soon spread to other cities across the north. We're getting ready to start all over again. I mean, if, if, if this is any indication
1: of what we have to look forward to, don't you think we need to start planning for that now? Well, let me just say this, that if we're getting ready to start back over again, then good, maybe we'll get it right this time. Maybe we'll lay the groundwork and I don't think it would have been as bad for black people and lasted as long if the virulent racism wasn't rearing its head during that time. So we can't discount that as far as some of the problems that black people feared and some of the things that they went through to try to uh, get economic reciprocity. But if we are beginning this thing over again, then hopefully this time, hopefully this time, black people will plan, black people will do the necessary things they need to do in order to lay that foundation for their parents, I mean for their children and their children's children. Because look, at the end of the day, me as a black person, you know, all of that stuff you just read is disturbing and scary and all of that. But my children ain't going to school. No, I, don't do, I don't disagree with you. Sorry. I totally agree with you on that. Uh, you can, e- economy be damned. My children aren't going to school. They're, they're just not. Because you're going to you're gonna have to give me more because at the end of the day, I don't want to be that parent. I just don't want to be that parent who has to second guess him or herself. That if their child gets sick and somebody dies surrounding that, I don't want to be that parent second guessing myself. I, I, I just agree. Don't want, yeah, I totally agree. I, I mean, that's could, what could I have done? Should I have sent him to school? Should I? Should I have? You know, and, and think about that child. Let's say, for instance. That child. Now we tend to think that children are not that intelligent or smart, but you don't you don't think these ch- these kids are paying attention to the COVID nineteen. You don't think these kids are talking about it. So let's say, for instance, little Johnny gets sick, or mm-hmm. he he contracts the virus. He's asymptomatic. He comes home, and his grandfather, who takes him fishing every Saturday, who've grown up with him who has a wonderful relationship with his grandpa. Grandpa gets sick and dies of COVID-19. It is discovered later that Johnny, who was nine, was asymptomatic. Little Johnny puts two and two together and says, I'm the reason that my pawpaw is dead. You see the psychological impact that that can have on kids? Mm -hmm. I I just, it's just, you know, I I the, the, the economic argument is valid. It's valid. But at the end of the day, the self-preservation argument is more valid. We we gotta we gotta survive to get through this. And then whatever comes afterwards, so be it. But right now. I just can't see parents. I, I just can't see them doing anything. I just can't. I agree. I disagree. You know, I, it's, you, know, I just, you know, and then you couple that with what, what the superintendent, and, you know, I'm not just listening to the one here in Little Rock. I'm listening to superintendents all across the country. I'm listening to teachers all across the country. At the end of the day, they're scared to death. Yeah, no. The the teachers alone are scared to death because many of them do have comorbidities. Many of them do suffer from various things that are going on in their life as it relates to medical. And now they got to go and teach some kids that could become asymptomatic and they end up dying. Whew, man, that's. That's a tough one, as far as I'm concerned. 855-525-5683 is the number. Let me give a shout out to my very dear friend, Stan Askew. You all don't know Stan. Stan Stan is from Magnolia, Arkansas. And he uh, played football, was a pretty good football player at Magnolia. We ended up playing college football together at Southern Arkansas University. He had the right obituary for his son this morning. Hello. See, like I said, we all know somebody. So I wanna give a shout out to Stan. Because, see, when you hear stories like that, it brings it home. You see, when you hear stories about kids dying or younger people dying it becomes real, and it is real, ladies and gentlemen. This is no game that we're playing. (laughs) By the way, it just, news is breaking that another teammate of mine, Irison Jackson, who is a local pastor See, I've been telling you all this for the longest. He announces that he will run for the chairman of the Republican Party of Arkansas. Okay.
2: Gonna leave it right there?
1: I'ma leave it right there. You are a black pastor who who pastors in one of the most depressed areas of Pulaski County, and you're running as a Republican. Former teammate. I'm just saying. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. They opened a new Southwest School this morning. Big whoops. Not a big deal for me. So, but some of y'all are sending your kids there anyway. Also, in other news around the country, defense lawyer says Ahmad. Check this out, Robert. I thought about you on this when I saw this story yesterday, too. Defense lawyer says Ahmad Arbery should have complied. Who said that? (laughs) Who said that? I'm laughing. Because you had the reaction that I expected. Defense lawyer says Ahmaud Arbery should have complied with lawful citizen's arrest. Now, before I come up, before I even read this story, I want to ask y'all a question. You're walking down the street, okay? You're walking down the street. And you decide to jaywalk for whatever reasons, for whatever reasons, okay? And you, someone comes running out of a store and they start screaming at you, okay? They start screaming at you, all right? I got to play this (laughs) because this is classic. See, you 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 get what I just you get that right? That was that was one of the classic classic sitcoms, Andy Griffith with Goma Powell and Barney Fife screaming citizens arrest. Now, if someone, while you're jaywalking, you walk, someone runs out of a store and starts screaming citizens arrest. What are you going to do? What would the average person do? I'm going to whoop that. Exactly. So here is the attorney for William Bryant Jr., the guy who literally hit Arbery with his truck, we know now. In the pending criminal case, one of the three men charged in killing Ahmad Arbery in Brunswick, Georgia, the attorney for Brian is now saying that Ahmad Arbery should have known that he was being placed under citizen's arrest. And by knowing this, he should have just given up and complied when he was confronted by the two armed men. Again, someone runs at you and says, citizen's arrest raise your hand and and donate $20 to me if you're going to stop. In other words, I need $20. Everybody's going to stop. Everybody that's going to give in when someone comes to them and claims citizen's arrest, how many going to stop? So this attorney has the unmitigated gall to suggest that Ahmad Arbery should have stopped because he was and he should have known that he was being placed under citizen's arrest by three white supremacists. Let's see. Uh, Scherner, Goodman and Cheney was they stopped. You may not know those names. But they were placed under citizen's arrest. They were found a month later decomposing in a swamp. Hello? So, you know what you can do with your citizen's arrest? You can take that citizen's arrest and shove it up your you-know-what. Because you run at me hollering citizen's arrest, you are gonna get your block knocked off period, because I'm going to consider you a threat. Because in our history, in American history, think about it from this perspective. Many of the people that were hung and lynched, they were lynched from white citizens with the help of police. So I have a healthy fear of anyone, particularly a white person, running at me hollering about citizens' arrest. And I'm sure Ahmad Arbery had that same fear. It's amazing. Some of you people, I, I just don't get it. Some of y'all will never get it. It's kind of like Jason Rapert. Jason, you breathing okay now, dog? You breathing? <laughs> you breathing, huh, Jason? because you didn't get it you still don't get it a lot of you all don't get it i was listening to part of of, of um of the testimony from from uh one of the uh republican senators who are testifying against uh who are test uh who was grilling a bar today you know what he said He said that a lot of these people out here who are protesting in the streets are anarchists. anarchists. They are people who hate America. They don't get it. They don't want to get it. So you all keep that citizen's arrest up going if you want. Just go right ahead. That dog don't hunt with me. 855-525-5683 855-525-5683 is the number. I'm going to read you just this headline. Ron DeSantis, response panned as divorce from science evidence. Y'all get that, right? We've been talking about this a lot. You know, in two days, no, I think it's tomorrow, you know what I watched yesterday afternoon, Robert? I'll admit I'm a geek, but I was enthralled by the broadcast. Why? Wow. You know what it was? You know what I watched? No. I watched the pre-prep. Oh. What? What do you mean, oh? I got a feeling what I
2: know you're finna say.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. I watched the pre-prep to the NASA launch to Mars. It was on yesterday evening. And as I sat there and watched it, I marveled at the fact at how science is launching a, a, a something that looks like a pill into space, and it's gonna be the responsibility of this this saucer type thing to get to Mars and land by itself before it can even communicate back to NASA. Okay. I sat there and I said, "Man, that's amazing that mankind can use their knowledge in science to do such a fantastic feat. And not only that, Robert, when this craft lands, it will then school around the planet's surface of Mars for years. In fact, Discovery is still sending us information about Mars today, and it's been on Mars for over five years. Okay. Science. It is such. It's amazing. It's wonderful, isn't it? It is. So why is it, Robert? Help a black man out. Why is it that there are some white men and black who can do great scientific things and then there are some white men and black, Iverson Jackson, who looks at science and says, "Huh? I don't care what science say. This is what we going to do." Why is that, Robert? I can't answer can, can that. Can you, a, I can't answer that. Can
2: one. you answer I that question for me? I apologize, me? I can't do it. I'm sorry. I don't I don't get it. Uh, I can't I can't explain it or do I understand. I'm
1: it. I'm confused. <laughs> I, I I don't understand that is that all of the magnificent feats that we've we've had in America scientific feats have been fostered thought about and engineered by men and women in America some of the conference that we live by air conditioning by the way, created by a black man. Ironing boards and the iron created by a black woman. All of the scientific data and all of those wonderful scientific things that we've used over the decades, all of a sudden, we've got people who don't believe in science who are running this country, who are running your states. You know what, many of you all are listening to me because of science. The fact that I can talk into this apparatus called a microphone and it, it modulates my voice to high or low, and then it transmits through science all across the world it's amazing isn't it it's basically what your phone does you know that's science when you press your gas paddle you know what even opening a door with a key you know that's basic science I don't know what to say anymore. Maybe, you know, you you know why Germany is not suffering the way we are as it relates to the coronavirus? What? Do you know why Germany is not suffering the way America is because of the coronavirus? No, tell me why. Did you know that Angela Merkel, the leader of Germany, has a degree in physics. Okay. She's a scientist. So Angela Merkel allowed her scientist to do their job. And Germany has literally wiped out the virus Think about that, and it wasn't anything complicated. They didn't come up with a new pill or a new shot or a new vaccine. They simply started following common sense practices, like wearing a mask when you're in public, like washing your hands, like quarantining yourself once you become symptomatic. Those things that the Germans did are the very things that Americans refuse to do. And that's why you're dying at an alarming rate. That's why you're allowing an idiot whom you call your president to tell you that it's going to be gone once the summer gets here. How hot was it yesterday, Robert? Do you know? Hell hot. It was hell hot. It's been that way for about the last two weeks. We've gotten very little rain. The virus is raging here in Arkansas. It's raging across the t- the South. It's raging in Texas. So that heat that was purported to be the cure-all and be-all Apparently isn't. But again, he's not a scientist. He's a snake oil salesman. And y'all just drinking that snake oil. No, not drinking, Drink.
2: I'm just saying. I'm quiet, I'm just sitting over here chilling
1: with y'all. Because I'm loving this conversation right here. I'm just saying, I ain't trying to be mean, but at some point we can no longer blame our leaders for their ignorance because it's you. It's you who refuse to do research. It's you who allow them to lie to you with impunity It's you who allows them to pit black and white against one another so that you will not see the real problem, and the real problem are them. Just so you know, here in Arkansas, 700, yesterday, 734 persons tested. 20 new deaths reported in Arkansas since yesterday from covid-19 20 you know what's our number now we at 200 yet since y'all don't believe in science why are we even testing since y'all don't believe in science are we at 200 yet dave i don't know this was just a stat that i was reading from a poster reliable poster i'm just saying Science, it's a wonderful thing. It really is. So, Senator Mitch McConnell says he won't okay coronavirus relief funding unless Democrats, listen to this, agree to sign away your legal rights. So again, here is a Republican who is more concerned about protecting businesses than they are protecting the American people. So basically what this what is happening is that if you get coronavirus, at your job, and your job was one of those jobs that made you come to work, you won't be able to sue them. In fact, if your family dies from the coronavirus because you contracted the virus at your job, you will not be able to sue them.
2: 408 per this chart, and it doesn't give me a a date. That's from the Arkansas Department of Health.
1: Go to I think it's
2: COVID.org. Seventy one. Seventy one in Pulaski County alone. Mm-hmm.
1: Seventy one. Is that updated since when? Yesterday.
2: I'm trying to I'm trying to get it Because deep, I man. think
1: COVID.org dot org is the one where it gives you hourly <laughs> updates. I think that's it.
2: Yeah, the other gives you updates in real time. <laughs> well John Hopkins.
1: Yeah, that well, that's hourly,
2: so to speak. But 71, we've had 71 in Pulaski County. 71. Man, that's crazy. <coughs> Excuse me. But so if you go to Jefferson work. Jefferson County was 36. Wow. Union, Washington County, Northwest Arkansas 40. Mm-hmm. They had 40 deaths. So if you go
1: to work, if you go to, go to one of these stores and you get the virus right now, The the, the Speaker of the the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, is saying that even if you die, we're going to hold up the coronavirus funding unless Democrats say it's okay for y'all to go to work and die for the coronavirus. See, therein lies the problem. What we were talking about earlier, Robert, is that I think the American people are getting it now, at least the majority of them. Getting what? That our politicians don't give a damn about them. Well, that's because we spend too much time fighting about stuff we shouldn't be fighting about. I agree. I think, I think many people are realizing, so when you hear stuff like this, I mean, even like there are some school systems that are having parents to sign those waivers. There's a school system in Missouri that if your child ends up catching the coronavirus while playing football, you can't sue them. So I think what is going on is a lot of people are beginning to realize that that dog ain't gonna hunt for me and my family. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So there you have it so i think at this point i'm i'm curious to see i am curious to see whether or not they're going to have 51% of these kids in school i'm curious Because I don't think you are. I don't think you are. 855-525-5683 is the number. So there are a couple of things that you need to do. You need to go start growing your garden. And I've noticed on, on, at least I know on my feed, that all these hydroponic garden things have been popping up. Have they been on your feed, Rob? No. So I thought about buying an arrow garden years ago. So just all of a sudden within the last week, see there are a lot of people who are actually planting their own gardens now and more power to you. That's what we need to start doing in the black community. And by the way, when you get all that, that fruit and vegetables, you can't eat it all. Give it away to somebody. Don't let it go bad on the vine, okay? And one of the other things that you need to do is, is figure out how to Can. Canning is very important. It's something that uh, I'm going to look into within the next, I've always wanted to can, I've never done any of it, but it's something that I'm gonna look into in the next uh, month or so. So that way, if you buy vegetables in bulk, then you can keep them for years before they go bad, okay. I'm gonna do it, and it's not that hard because I love me some peach preserves anyway, and some apple preserves and yeah, yeah, blackberry. Yeah. I can't because you, you you got club hands around the kitchen. Don't hate on me. I got you though. I ain't got to worry about that. No, I can't. Because Call you, you can. Dave. Cook it up. You know. So, looking forward to that. So I'm gonna buy me a canning kit in the next month or so and we gonna make it happen. In fact, I I think what I'm gonna start doing, you know, I already bottled my own barbecue sauce. Um, Yeah, I might just do that. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. Let's see, we have anything else we need to cover today? We talked about the virus. Um, oh, just quickly. Remember Nick Cannon getting in trouble because he made what somebody said was an anti-Semitic remark? Hmm. Well, there's an Israeli a- rabbi who called black people monkeys, but he's still a rabbi. Nick Cannon was so upset, he said he was about to commit suicide. Whatever. Give me a break, bro. When, here's the one thing that I can tell all of you. Quite often, history is difficult for people, particularly white people, all right? And they are quick to claim that you're hating when you're talking about history, a la Tom Cotton. But when you know that you are speaking facts, not your opinion, and certainly your opinion can be based on facts, but when you know that you are speaking facts, dude, let me just, let me just be clear to you. There is no reason why, none whatsoever, that you should be apologizing for facts. None you get that, right? That's a real thing. eight five, 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 two, five, five, six, eight, three is the number. That's how you get in touch with them they've got a few more minutes to go in the show before we get out of here for the Tuesday edition. Rob, you got anything else on your mind?
2: Nope. Just want to say I love my people.
1: Florida man accused of using federal coronavirus relief funds to buy a Lamborghini. That's what's up. That's what's up, baby. Well, you know, there's a lady here in Little Rock. Didn't she get like $2 million? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I think, Yeah. There was a lady here in Little Rock who got like two million dollars, and they busted her. No, she didn't buy a Lamborghini. Let me—I think that I thought that was in Little Rock. What did she get two million dollars for? I'm gonna read you the article. Let me let me pull up. You can talk while I'm pulling this up. So there's a lot of them. Let's see. Yeah, this is a Little Rock woman. Yeah, I thought it was Little Rock. Little Rock woman charged with stealing close to $2 million in COVID relief money. She was black, by the way, too. A Little Rock woman was arrested after uh, this afternoon. Well, that was a couple of days ago. Based on allegations, she fraudulently obtained nearly $2 million in the PPP loans intended to provide relief for small businesses. Cody Hilland, United States Attorney, uh, and Diane Ampchurch, special agent in charge, announced the indictment today. The indictment charges that Tubbs purported to own two businesses, the Little Piglet Soap Shop and Sugar Girl Customs, LLC. According to the Arkansas Secretary of State, Neither business is in good standing, and both businesses list Tubbs' residence and personal phone number as the business contact information, okay? Tubbs submitted an application representing that Sugar Girls custom-paid $1,385,903 in wages and compensation during the first quarter of 2020. She was approved for a PPP loan of $1.5 million (laughs) dollars. So we are in the wrong business. I'm trying to see because the article I read, they actually said what she went out and bought. This particular article doesn't say. But there are a lot of people who are getting cash Y'all going out there with your bad selves. I ain't mad at you. And in this case, you won't need any money on your books. We got to get out of here. That'll do it for today's show, the weekly sports magazine. Hope you're spreading the word and telling people about what we're trying to get accomplished here. And don't forget, this will be our last week for a month because we got some goodies coming up for you later on. Robert, you ready for your quote? Robert. 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 What do you need, Black? You ready for your quote? Almost. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and do my quote. And this was just a quote that someone posted that I thought was profound. Dear black people, you've been falsely led to believe that greater acceptance from others is the key to your freedom. Actually, you're truly free when you no longer need acceptance at all. Now that's some deep stuff right there. Read it again, I thought. That was pretty good. Dear black people. You've been falsely led to believe that greater acceptance from others is the key to your freedom. Actually, you're truly free when you no longer need acceptance at all. There you go.
2: The quote today is coming from your boy John F. Kennedy because I think black folks need this today. I think we need this. We need this. You ready? You ready, Dave Feldman? Mm-hmm, I'm ready. You cannot negotiate with people who say what's mine is mine and what's yours is negotiable.
1: Booyah Sound like a people that I know. Exactly. And I ain't talking about the black ones. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on JoinetRadio.com.